Hi there. Welcome to the Mindset Masterpiece Podcast. I am so happy you're here. My name is Samantha Warren, and I am a feminine leadership coach who is here to help you step into your role as a trailblazer and embody your highest level boss energy. Today, we're going to dive deep into the close relationship between personal development and entrepreneurship. Are you ready? Let's get into the episode. Hello, gorgeous people. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we're going to break down the phenomenon of success, and I'm going to show you exactly how you can achieve it for yourself right here, right now, while we're listening to this podcast episode. I know that sounds crazy, but I promise it's going to make sense by the end of this. Success has been top of mind for me lately because I've had a lot of people in my life who are very, very hungry for success, like people that I'm close to, acquaintances I have, and I totally understand that feeling because I'm the same way. I love the feeling of success. We're going to define success in a way that is accessible for everyone because it is accessible to you right now. You can feel successful right now if you want to, believe it or not. And I'm going to show you exactly how in this episode. But first, I do want to talk about our sponsor of the week, which is the Samantha Warren blog. And I just want to talk about this a little bit because my blog is my baby. I've had this site for about 15 months now. It is my second blog. My first one was called Style of Change. It is no more. It is in the blog graveyard. But my new site I have had a little over a year and I just hit a hundred blog posts on there. So you can go check it out at samanthawarren.com blog. And if you want more personal development content, that's mostly what I have on there. So you are welcome to go check that out. I will leave a link in the show notes for easy access. If you like this podcast, then you'll probably like my blog too, unless you hate reading and then you might just be out of luck. But it is there if you want to go check it out. And also, I want to do a quick little weekly catch-up with you. This is something new that I'm doing on the podcast just to take you a little bit into my personal life and what I'm up to and things I'm working on. For today's life update, I will share one important lesson I've learned within the past week, and that is that I have been working way too hard. It's like whenever I'm in that hustle mode, life just moves by so fast, and it's in a way that I don't like. Like, I don't like that feeling of life just passing me by without me even stopping to, like, understand what's going on. And I do have a full-time job in addition to running my business, so I am really busy a lot of the time. And occasionally I will get that feeling of the week just rushing by like a horse in a horse race, and then it's the weekend again, and I'm like, wait, uh, what just happened? But this past weekend I said, okay, I need to slow down, I need to prioritize self-care, and prioritize my continued education as well. So I spent the weekend working a little bit, but also taking online courses, reading books, and just really expanding my knowledge because I realized that if I don't make time to educate myself, then my knowledge is just going to stay the same level and I'm not really going to grow as much as I want to. So that's why I'm making education more of a priority now and in the future. Y'all, your education should not stop once you leave school. Like I have two bachelor's degrees and a master's degree and after I graduated I was like wow I'm done but then I realized oh wait like I'm not gonna gain any more knowledge unless I continue to study and I actually love studying. Studying was something that I really enjoyed in college and I know I might sound like an alien for saying that but it's true. 
So yeah, education's fun. I've been enjoying that aspect of my life. And also, I've gotten back on track with my fitness routine. I actually just started my intermittent fasting journey a couple of weeks ago. And I know it is a little bit of a controversial thing, but it was something I had never tried before. I've heard really good things about it. I did some research and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give this a try because I've really been trying to prioritize my, my health and my nutrition and my fitness lately. And since I started intermittent fasting, I've had so much more energy and I've seen a real boost in my mood throughout the day. I'm eating a lot healthier and I really just want nutrition to be an important part of my life because I've seen how much better I feel and how much more I get done when I nourish my body versus just eating fast food and eating a lot of sugar and eating things that aren't as good for me. Now don't get me wrong, there's foods that I will never give up. Like I love chicken wings. I love ice cream, I love cookies, truffle fries. My friends who go out with me and stuff know that after I leave the bar, the first place I'm going is to a restaurant to get some truffle fries because that is like my favorite drunk food. But anyways, I'm rambling a little bit. So now that I've gone over my little life update, it's time to go into today's topic, which is how you can be successful right here right now exactly where you are in your life and here's the thing maybe this will be a hard pill to swallow i don't know but success is not an achievement it is a feeling and that means that you can embody it no matter where you are in your life or career if you believe that you will only be successful after you make a million dollars you won't feel successful until you make that million and maybe not even then because as soon as you make that million, you might have another benchmark in your mind that you have to reach to feel successful. See, things like money are external factors. Your job title is an external factor. Approval from others is also an external factor. And if you're letting what your mom or your dad or your boss thinks of you dictate your feelings of success and worthiness, you are letting those external factors control your life. And what I'm about to say might cause some controversy or it might bring up some resistance and that's completely normal, but just hear me out. Success is not the result of hard work. You don't get it from achieving anything. It's an emotion that you can choose to feel at any point in time. All you have to do is just let go of that need to prove yourself. Stop being dependent on achievements and quit trying to source worthiness from those external factors that I just mentioned. Okay, are you still with me? Do you hate me yet? No, I'm just kidding. So let's think back. Let's think about the times when you have felt successful in your life and try to match that feeling with the external factors that correlated with it. For me, I feel successful when I get to help someone in my community solve a problem. Sometimes I get emails from people who read my blog and they have like questions or they want advice. I love responding to those emails because I love that feeling of helping others. That's what helps me feel successful is that I've brought more good into the world. And another thing is like when I nail a presentation and my boss praises me, I, I love that feeling. The external factor of validation is like a drug to me, honestly. And also when my family tells me they're proud of me. Once again, that validation, external factor. And all those things make me feel really good about myself. Based on the law of attraction, when I feel good, I'm more likely to attract positivity and success into my reality. 
Now, I know that I just listed a few external factors that I just said prior to that to not rely on external factors for the feeling of success, but it's not that the external factors are bad. It's that you're reversing it, so you're creating the feeling of success instead of trying to source it from other places. And you can do this by creating a positive mindset. When I have a really positive mindset and I feel really good about myself, I feel more motivated, I get more done, and my creative energy is through the roof. Like if I have a really good day, I get tons of ideas flowing in and I just want to execute all of them. So it's the byproducts of feeling good that help me be more successful. And with that feeling of success comes the achievements in the physical realm, like promotions, money manifestations, etc., etc. So once again, we're reversing this. So it's not the external factors that bring you the success, but you embody the feeling of success, which leads to the manifestations in the physical realm. Okay? And with this logic, you can feel successful within the next few minutes. All it takes is a mindset shift and some continuous internal work to maintain it, which I will talk about how to do later in this episode. So before we continue, I'm going to tell you a little personal story about my ex. And (laughs) we'll call him Lester, although you should know that that is not his real name. (laughs) But we'll just call him that for the sake of privacy. Anyways, when we were dating, we would sometimes talk about money and success and topics that run a little deeper, and Lester swore to me that money makes him happy. And I'm not going to invalidate that statement because I can't speak for another human being, but Lester swore that if he could just make more money, he would be happier. Now, I just have to say Lester has a good job. He's not struggling financially whatsoever, like he wears Gucci He drives an Audi, and he enjoys a lot of luxuries in his life, but he still always complained about not having enough money and needing more money to be happy. And when he told me that, I kind of like tried to see where he was coming from. I tried to relate his experiences to my own experiences with money, but they were just very different, you know? I've always known deep down that it's not the money that makes me happy, but it's the feelings that... I correlate with the money that made me happy. And those feelings are things that I can embody right now with or without the money, but that will help me attract the money via the law of attraction. So I'll talk a little bit about how money makes me feel personally. It gives me a feeling of comfort and security and excitement because it opens up new opportunities and possibilities for me. With more money, I can go on trips. I can buy things I want. I can work on new projects. There are so many things that I can spend my money on that make me happy and push me forward in life. And my positive feelings towards money don't come from a place of greed or bad intentions or anything, but money just gives me the ability to do more good in the world and just do what I love. So I guess where I'm going with this is that material things like money are not an indicator of success And I want you to think deeply about whether money truly makes you happy or whether it's the feelings that come with the money that bring more joy into your life. I'm relating this back to our topic of success because money is another thing that you can manifest by embodying the feelings that come with it in order to attract the physical tangible money or the numbers in your bank account or the actual representations of money in the physical realm. Okay, so now that we've talked about success and I've kind of related it to money, let's talk about how you can embody those positive feelings. 
Let's take a quick intermission. I just wanted to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. If you like what you're hearing, I would love it if you would leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate you. We'll get back into the episode now. My first positive mindset tip is to practice gratitude. Now, I love writing in my gratitude journal. I do it almost every day. I say almost every day because it is a daily practice for me, but sometimes I miss a day. You know, I'm just human. So don't feel like you have to be perfect with it. Just do it whenever it feels aligned for you. I love writing down things that I'm grateful for because it just shows me how blessed I am and how much I really have to be grateful for, which is a lot. I'm a big, big believer that there is always something to be grateful for, no matter who you are, where you come from, or where you're at in your life. So if you feel really negative all the time, you have a lot of negative thoughts, try to shift your mindset into a mindset of gratitude and do the journaling practice. If you're spiritual, you could pray to God or the universe or the source energy, whatever you pray to and just thank them. Gratitude is one of the most powerful manifesting forces for money, for success, for anything you want to manifest in your life. My next positive mindset tip is to surround yourself with positive people. Find your soul community. So find people who are really on the same vibration as you. And these people might not come by every day. I don't want to say it's difficult to find them because if you really show up online and in real life as your authentic self, you'll attract these kinds of people into your life. But if you are struggling to find people who really vibe with you, then I would recommend maybe just putting yourself out there a little more, networking some more online. I know with COVID, it's been difficult to do different activities and go out and stuff, but Facebook groups are really great places to meet people. I'm in like a billion Facebook groups just about different stuff that I'm interested in, you know, and I love meeting people and networking through those Facebook groups. So I highly recommend that if you're not using that feature on Facebook yet. If you're an entrepreneur, you could totally come join my Facebook group. It's called The Digital Dream, and we do daily threads where we share our goals, we share our wins, we share all types of stuff in the group, and you are invited to join. So make sure you search The Digital Dream on Facebook, and you can just request to join. Make sure you answer the membership questions, and I will approve you as soon as possible. My next recommendation is to create rituals that nurture you and make you feel good. And I like to say rituals instead of routines because routines are kind of like things that you feel like you have to do. It's set in stone. You're like, okay, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to cook some eggs or whatever your routine looks like. A ritual is supposed to be nurturing and nourishing to your soul. And it's supposed to be filled with activities that make you feel good. So that's the difference. And I would recommend creating a morning ritual and a night ritual so you can start your day on a positive note and end it on a positive note. Now, what your rituals look like will likely depend on whether you're a morning person or an evening person. For me personally, I am a super big morning person. I get up at four in the morning and I know that sounds fucking crazy, but that's the truth. (laughs) But I love it. I love being awake before everyone else and I love just having that time to myself in the morning. It's extremely mindful, extremely peaceful time and I just really need that in my life because my days can get kind of chaotic. In your rituals, you could include things like journaling, setting intentions, praying, practicing gratitude, practicing self-care, you know, the, the list goes on, but it's just important to include things that make you feel good. That's the only requirement for it. 
Now, I do also want to say that a positive mindset does not mean that you feel happy all the time because we're all human. We all have trouble guiding our emotions at times. And, you know, if something bad happens to you or you start ruminating on something, it can bring up negative emotions and that's completely normal. I don't want to contribute to a culture of toxic positivity at all because negative emotions are a thing and they're not bad. It's just a part of life. You know what I mean? So it's important to try to cultivate positive emotions whenever possible and guide your emotions to be more positive. But whenever you feel a negative emotion, simply acknowledge it. Don't try to bottle it up. Don't try to pretend like it's not there because it is. The more you bottle it up, the more that pressure will build and it'll cause a lot of stress for you. So it's important to just recognize it, say hello, welcome it in, feel it all the way through, and then when you're ready, release it, let it go, and move on to happier times. And finally, I just want to say how important it is to speak to yourself in a positive way whenever possible. Now, I used to be really negative towards myself. I would be like, you're fat, you're ugly, you're stupid. You know, I would say all those things to myself and it would make me feel really, really bad subconsciously. Like a lot of the time I didn't even realize I was doing it, but like I would mess up and I would be like, oh, fucking stupid, you know? But that's not a healthy way to speak to yourself. You should speak to yourself in positive ways. You should encourage yourself. And now I've reached a level of self-awareness where I start to think a negative thought. I cut it off and I'm like, girl, we do not have time for this right now. And then I replace it with something encouraging. And an example is like if I make a mistake and I feel really stupid, then I'll say something like, oh, it's okay. You're just learning and now you know not to do that again or you know to do better next time. And it's okay. And then I let it go. Because honestly, you and I are too freaking amazing to be talking to ourselves like that. Let's be real. You and I are geniuses. We're amazing people. We're capable of so much. We have so many gifts to offer to the world, right? So why are we speaking to ourselves like that? We shouldn't speak to ourselves like that. That's not okay. So if you struggle with a lot of negative self-talk, I recommend that you try the thing where you just cut yourself off mid-thought and say, girl, we don't have time for this, or hey, dude, we don't have time for this. And yeah, just try to think positive thoughts whenever possible, but if negative feelings come up, honor them and just keep moving forward. Okay, so now we are nearing the end of the episode, and finally I'm going to share how you can achieve success right here and right now while we're listening to this. So to do this, I want you to identify your big success benchmark. Is it making a million dollars, winning a certain award, or landing your dream job? Just whatever it is that is like your benchmark for like, oh yeah, I'm the boss. I am so successful. And that's what I want you to think of right now. So with that mental picture in your head, of making that money or winning that award or getting that job or whatever it is for you, I want you to celebrate all your wins, big or small, and embody that level of success with every step. So what does that mean? It means that you're going to treat every single win like you would treat your big success benchmark. So for example, I'm just going to use the million dollar example because that's like the easiest one. But Let's say my big success benchmark is making a million dollars. So if my boss says to me, good job at work, I am going to embody that feeling of success like I just made a million dollars. 
And before you knock this, I just want you to try it because celebrating your wins, like you just won the lottery or you just made a million dollars, is going to help you embody that feeling of success that is going to help you manifest the actual things that come with the success into your reality. Okay, so I recommend this exercise so much. I've been doing it lately and I felt so amazing about myself. And I just know that I have so many great things that are coming into my reality now and so many great things that are going to be coming into my, my reality in the future. So yeah, basically just hype yourself up more. That's all you got to do. So now I'm going to share some tips on how you can nurture that bulletproof success mindset that you're creating and prevent you from falling back into a negative mindset and losing that feeling of alignment. It's important for you to view your perceived imperfections as either positive or neutral because they're simply unique aspects about you. They're not actually negative things. So I'll give you an example. If you've seen me in person, which a lot of you may not have, but the people who've seen me in person know that I have a lot of moles. I have moles on my face. I have moles all over my body. I've had them ever since I was little. I just have a lot of moles. My dad has a lot of moles. It's a genetic thing. But the only person that I think is really concerned about that is maybe my dermatologist. But that's a whole different story. Anyway, I have all these moles. And for me, I don't view them as imperfections. I don't view them as things that make me ugly or make me less attractive. I just view them as part of me because that's what they are and I've always felt that way about them. I've never really wanted to get them removed even though some people have told me that I should. They're like, oh, you should just remove a couple of the ones on your face. You know, it'll improve your appearance, whatever. But I don't really listen to that because I don't have a problem with my moles. They're just kind of there. And I realize that all my perceived imperfections, I should just view them that way. I'm like, oh, it's a part of me. That's how it is. And especially if it's something that I can't change. I've realized that I just have to accept it. If it's something I can change, then that could be a different story because I could work on it from a place of self-love and self-acceptance, but just wanting to get better, that's a whole different thing. But for example, my moles, unless I like went to the dermatologist and got them all removed, that I mean, they're just a part of me. It's not something that I really have any desire to change, so I just accept it. And that's what you should do too with all your perceived imperfections, especially if they make you insecure. It's important to just realize that every single person on this planet is unique and we all have things that make us unique. We're all different and your imperfections make you beautiful. Okay? And also I want to say that it's important that you treat every failure as a learning experience and let that failure motivate you instead of bring you down. Now, I am a recovering perfectionist. I say recovering because I haven't completely gotten over it yet, but I used to struggle way more with perfectionism, and every single time I failed or something didn't go the way I wanted to, I really beat myself up over it. I wouldn't let it go. I would hang on to those negative feelings and just that nagging feeling of failure for weeks, months, sometimes years for certain things. And I've realized that I just can't do that. And lately when I kind of woke up and I got this higher sense of self-awareness, I checked my ego and I was like, wait, I can't just keep playing the victim. I can't keep saying, oh, boo-hoo, I failed. I have to do something about this. And so now I look at every situation and I'm like, okay, what could I have done better here? And I don't take it personally. I check my ego at the door and I'm like, you know what? This is just a learning moment and I can improve going forward and that's it. 
So if you also struggle with perfectionism, then I recommend that you also check your ego at the door because if you want to maintain a growth mindset, you can't just let your ego continuously bring you down and beat you down for every single failure because you are going to fail. Life is challenging, especially if you're doing something outside of your comfort zone or you're trying to do something to better your life. Like there are things that are going to be challenging. So it's important that you view every challenge as an opportunity to get better. And if you haven't stepped out of your comfort zone yet, then ask yourself why. What's holding you back from doing the things that you truly want to do deep down? Are you waiting for permission? Because you need to stop asking for that. Like, I used to be the girl who would always follow the rules, never get in trouble. I've literally never been to detention in my life. I've never gotten arrested or like, I really was a goody two shoes when I was growing up. And I always felt that I had to ask for permission to do things. And even as an adult, like, even after I graduated from college, like, if I was going to make a major life decision, I'd be on the phone with my dad, like, hey, what do you think of this? And I would be trying to get permission from him. And I realized that, especially with my business, he wasn't going to give me that permission. I think he caught on and he realized that I was kind of relying on him to help me make decisions. And I think that's a natural thing, especially for young people like people who are just teenagers or in their 20s, they really do rely on their parents for advice, or at least I do. And that's not inherently a bad thing, but when it comes to being an entrepreneur, you have to stop asking for permission. And my dad straight up told me, he's like, look, I can't make that decision for you. It's a big decision. You have to make it for yourself. And he's so right. And I realized that the most important decisions in my life are things that I can't ask for permission for because I'm my own person and I'm creating the life of my dreams and I'm not going to get permission to do that, to do the things that I truly want to do. I have to give myself that permission to go after what I want in life and that's what you need to do too. Give yourself permission. Be independent and just trust yourself more than you trust anyone else in the whole world. Like, really, truly listen to your intuition because it will not lead you astray. And my final tip is just to never stop learning and never stop educating yourself because your success is inevitable as long as you keep learning and growing. That's how you are going to feed your potential and really become the person that you're meant to be. That's why I mentioned earlier in my life update that I've really been prioritizing my education lately and learning new things and learning new concepts. And part of that reason is because I want to bring those topics on the podcast and talk to y'all about them. This podcast is really cool because it's like we're growing together. Like whenever I learn something new, I can bring it here and tell you about it. And then we can both apply those concepts to our own lives. So I love this little community that I've created with this podcast. And I can't wait to just continue it and see where it takes us. That's it for today's episode. If you made it all the way to the end, pat yourself on the back because you are awesome. Like I mentioned earlier on, I'm a feminine leadership coach. And if you're interested in working with me or getting on the wait list for one-on-one coaching, you can visit my website at samanthawarren.com or you can email me directly at samantha at samanthawarren.com. I will leave both of those links in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. So please reach out and say hi. Thanks again for listening and we will talk again soon.